Greetings and welcome to the first ever Let's Run podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cowley, and this podcast is about UNLV and all things Las Vegas sports. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at the 2023-2024 UNLV men's basketball team, previewing a little bit of the season, as well as going over Barry Odom and the UNLV football team and their incredible and astounding turnaround. Let's get into it. UNLV enters the 2023-2024 season tomorrow. It's November 8th against Southern University. This is a monumentally important season for Coach Kevin Kruger, who in his first two years hovered around that 18-19 win mark but failed to really generate any postseason buzz, unable to get to the NIT and the NCAA tournament. It's been about 10 years since UNLV went to the NCAA tournament, and needless to say, the faculty, the city, longtime fans are starved for some postseason action. This year, the roster is highlighted by a lot of transfers. Uh, like in previous years, Kevin Kruger has dipped into the transfer portal in an attempt to build a win-now type of team uh, with a lot of upperclassmen and not a lot of guys with a lot of eligibility remaining. Uh, the highlight of these transfers is probably it's either Caleb Boone, who is a 6'8", 6'9", forward coming in from Oklahoma State. He was one of their better players last year. And Jalen Hill would be the other one that I would say is a highlight from University of Oklahoma, uh, where Lon coached. I, I'm pretty sure Kevin and Lon both had a prior relationship with him. And he's a 6'6", 6'5", kind of forward guard uh, wing, uh, who is a very good defensive player. Has been a little inconsistent on offense, but has shown some talent. And they are also joined by Caleb's twin brother, Caleb Boone's twin brother, Keelan, who is still waiting on word for the NCAA whether he will be able to play this year. Uh, however, there is uh, talk around the program that Keelan is going to try and graduate this year, uh, this semester, I should say, and uh, get eligibility that way as a grad transfer. But he would not be available until probably the end of non-conference, beginning of conference play. And so we really kind of need him. Uh, he's a 6'8 shooting guard with great over-the-top shot making. And he would really raise the f probably the floor and the ceiling of this team considerably. Going over the rest of the roster, there are some really good highlights. Obviously, you know, DJ Thomas, star point guard. He chose UNLV over the likes of Gonzaga and UCLA. Uh, he figures to be our starting point guard, our floor general. Uh, and a staple, hopefully, of this program for years to come. Um, next, we have Justin Webster, uh, the shooting guard. Last year, maybe the, at least percentage-wise, best shooter in the Mountain West Conference, deadly from the corners. Uh, really, really, really steady player. Pretty good defender, too. Pretty underrated. Um, over the summer, he put a lot of work into his body to uh, be able to defensively stack up against some of the bigger guards in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, then we have Shane Noel. Uh, he is a really, really, really talented. He was a very highly touted recruit 
originally committing to Arizona before coming to the Rebels with four years of eligibility remaining. Uh, he's not expected to be available for the opener as he kind of tweaked his ankle at the uh, open practice slash scrimmage. Um, but he is a very talented player, had some really great moments last year. I'm looking forward to see if he can take a leap and become a prominent part of the, ro the rotation. Then we have returner Luis Rodriguez, maybe the most steady player besides Harkless, of course, uh, on last year's roster. Uh, pretty good defender, pretty switchable on the outside, uh, big body, very good base. Uh, he's a pretty good shooter, but he's very streaky. Uh, sometimes last year he would be hovering around the 40% mark and then he would plummet down to the 20% mark. So in his final year, he's a senior, uh, as well as Webster. I'm hoping for some more off offensive consistency from him. Then we have Rob Whaley, uh, who is probably the most intriguing player on this roster. Uh, he was a, a JUCO Division II kind of recruit. Uh, very highly touted uh, from up in Idaho. Um, and he's a freak athlete. He can dunk with ferocious fero ferocity. And uh, I'm really excited to see how he plays. He's pretty skilled too. Um, in the open practice, he was trying to annihilate the rim every time he got the ball near it. Um, so he's pretty skilled. I, I don't know how much of a shooting game he has. He seems to be uh, focused around scoring around the basket. But uh, he factors into the rotation, I think, this year. Uh, finally, we have a couple more players. We have Carl Jones. Uh, he's a 6'10", 6'11 center. He didn't play a lot last year. There were some problems with conditioning. Uh, I expect him to play a little bit more this year, but to kind of act as some depth in case there are some injuries. Uh, not great mobility, but he does his best, and he tries really hard. And uh, when he's on the court, you won't feel like he's playing with a lack of effort. And he is big, too, which helps. Uh, then we have Isaiah Cottrell. He might be the most, uh, besides Whaley, he might be the most intriguing player on the roster simply because he's he's big. He's like 6'10", and he's a really good shooter. He, uh, in the open practice, uh, he was drilling threes like crazy. He's got a big body. Uh, he seems to be able to be pushed around a little bit on the block, but especially this first game against Southern when uh, Caleb Boone will be out, I do expect him to have a pretty decent shot um, at establishing his offense. Uh, there are a couple more players on the roster, some walk-ons, and of course uh, there's the young freshman Jacob Barnaby. Uh, he kind of factors to be depth this year, but from what I've seen, he, I really do like him. I, I think he could be a good player for the Rebels down the road. He might not play a lot this year. He might even redshirt, but uh, he was a good get for Kevin Kruger as well. Finally, a couple more guys I got to mention. Of course, there's Jackie Johnson. He's a pretty small guard, uh, I think 5'11", 5'10". Uh, he'll be a junior this year. Uh, I was very happy with him at the end of last year when he basically took over the game that we had against Reno, uh, that dreaded school up north. Uh, and he factors into the rotation this year, I think, uh, off the bench to kind of act as a spark. I do expect him to get some minutes. Uh, he does have a lot of skill. He's pretty fast. He's an okay shooter. Uh, he'll play depending on how well his shot is falling and also depending on his defensive liability. Uh, being at 5'11 and not very big, you know, that's always going to be a problem on the defensive end. But he does play his heart out, and he's a very good player. And I will forever, no matter what happens with his career, be eternally grateful 
for him destroying the hopes and dreams of University of Reno last year. Uh, finally, there's Brooklyn Hicks. Uh, he's a freshman. He's a high school recruit. 6'3", really fast, gets up and down the court, gets after it. Uh, I really enjoyed watching him play in the scrimmage. He didn't, he didn't shoot, I don't think. Maybe he had a floater that he missed. But he's quick, he's athletic, he's hungry. Uh, I really think that uh, down the line he could make up a pretty good backcourt with DJ Thomas. Uh, that we'd, we'd be a little small, but uh, I'm sure with the transfer portal, Coach Kruger could find somebody. And yeah, that just about does it for the roster. Overall, I think it's a really good roster. I think uh, there's a lot of talent. Um, I do think that the roster is good enough that Coach Kruger should most definitely be expected to make some sort of postseason run, hopefully in NCAA tournament. But uh, an NIT would probably be, probably be enough to keep his job nice and safe. So, yeah, let's go over the schedule a little bit. So, if you have not seen it already, I did post a pretty detailed win-loss projection on my Substack, uh, which you can find on my Twitter. Um, and in the article, I took the KenCom projections, kind of put my own spin on them, uh, did my own projections, compared my projections to the Ken Palm, uh, what they had us going. Uh, Ken Palm right now has UNLV going 17-12. and 12. That could be 18-12, depending on the extra game at the Florida Sunshine Slam overall, and 10-8 and eight in the conference. Uh, that would probably not be very good. Um, I would suspect that if we end up going 17-12, and 12, uh, without any big wins in conference and without a big run in the conference tournament, uh, which uh, if you know anything about UNLV basketball, the conference tournament has been a house of horror for the Rebels uh, for the last decade, maybe even more than that. I, I, I think the last time we won the conference tournament was 2007 uh, against BYU. So it's been a little bit, despite the fact that the conference tournament is played in our home building. Uh, which is is not not nice. It's kind of disheartening, but I do think this this year's team has some potential. Um, I have the Rebels going uh, twenty and nine, twenty and ten, again depending on that extra game that's not appearing on the schedule at this moment. Um, I have the Rebels uh, winning uh, big games against Florida State and St. Mary's in the non-conference. Uh, and dropping games in the non-conference against Dayton and Creighton. Dayton, that's going to be on the road. I think that's going to be pretty tough. Uh, and then Creighton's a really good team. They got really top-end talent, so I don't see the Rebels getting that one. Uh, in conference play, I do have us getting swept again by San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State has been making us uh, not look so good over the last seven or eight years. We have not been able to compete against them. Uh, it's been pretty frustrating as a uh, hardcore fan uh, to lose over and over again to that program. Uh, but they're excellent. You know, they deserve it. There's a reason why they beat us. Um, there's a chance that we get them this year, um, but I do not have us uh, beating them this year as of right now. I do have us sweeping New Mexico. Um, I like the matchup against them. I really do. Um, and I have us splitting with Reno. Um, and uh, a few other teams. But if you want to know more uh, in-depth analysis about each game, 
about my predictions for each game uh, before the season starts, then go check out my Substack article. Uh, I think a record of 12 and 6, uh, 11 and 7, uh, hopefully not anything worse than 11 and 7, uh, would probably be good enough in the Mountain West to get a top five seed in the tournament. Uh, it's probably not enough to get us uh, an at large bid for the NCAA tournament, but it might be enough to get us a NIT bid. So we shall see. Right now, uh, I do have the Rebels getting to the 20 win mark. And if they do, I think Kevin Kruger, even if. I mean, I know I've said that he needs to make the postseason. 20 wins is is going to be... He, if he gets there, he's probably safe, but he's on the hot seat. Um, and so I do have Steve Alford and the Reno Wolfpack finally winning a game against Kevin Kruger, though. Um, that's been one of the sweeter things about his tenure, the ability to beat Reno. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how the schedule is shaping up. Uh, before each game, I will be doing a preview. Um... The bigger games, I'll probably do a more in-depth review on the opponent, but the games like our opener against Southern, uh, I did write a preview article that you can check out on my Substack, uh, but I will probably only do in-depth podcast previews against the bigger games. So the first one I would expect for that uh, a podcast for would be Florida State. And so, yeah, that's how the schedule is looking out. We will see how the Rebels do. And I'm, I'm really excited for this basketball season. I'm not going to lie. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the astounding success of the UNLV football program. Uh, under first-year coach Barry Odom, uh, the Rebels are 7-2. and two. Uh, In my lifetime, I only remember one seven-win season. That was the 2013 year. Uh, Shout-out Caleb Herring. Uh, he's a great guy. Love what he does in Vegas. Love the podcasting and all the articles and the, the commentary that he does. Um, but yeah, this first year under Barry Odom has been just pretty awesome. It's pretty hard to deny his success. Um, it's really nice to have a football team that gives us hope. Um, we have a huge game this Friday against the University of Wyoming. And the Rebels will probably need to win out in order to have a chance at the Mountain West title game. If they do win out, I believe they would get in because they would have the tiebreaker over Air Force. Air Force would have at least one other. Yeah, Air Force would have, say, Air Force and UNLV win out. Uh, besides, obviously, the Air Force game for UNLV. I believe UNLV would get into the title game on a tiebreaker over them and have a rematch against probably Fresno State. Now, obviously, they would need to win up in Fort Collins. They would need to beat Wyoming. They would need to beat San Jose State. So, you know, it's easier said than done, but it is possible. And so after that game Friday night against University of Wyoming, I will have a podcast breaking it down uh, going over my thoughts about the game and, uh, hopefully a rebel win, but really have to commend coach Odom and all the incredible things that he's done for the UNLV football program. And I am super excited, uh, to see what happens the remainder of the year. So yeah, that will do it for the first ever let's run podcast. Uh, I'm really honored to have any sort of interaction with any UNLV fan, any mountain West fan. Uh, I love the Mountain West Twitter online community. I love the, the fan bases of the Mountain West. And specifically, I love the fans of UNLV. Uh, we are a devout group. Uh, not huge, but we're getting bigger. There are more of us uh, logging in online, discussing our favorite team. 
Hopefully that can manifest itself in some good attendance for this year's basketball team. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful night, evening, morning, whenever you're hearing this. And let's run.